We are back. We're back. I got my girl, Candace Davis Price. She's excited for this episode. She didn't press her hair and curled it at the end. <laughs> she's excited for this one. This one's got true dear to her heart because she's married to a D lineman. He unfortunately made a mistake and went to the other school. <laughs> but um, so she understands this one really well. We're doing the top 10 all time USC D lineman. I'm going to tell you, like I was saying before we started recording, this one was a lot harder for me to try to figure it out than I thought it would be. But you probably know everybody like eight and up on my list, probably. No, yeah, I don't know. It was hard. It's hard to put people in places. When you say it was hard, it was hard because there it, it is, I would say, top heavy leaning towards my yeah. generation. And then I also put somebody on the list and I don't care what people say. To me he's a D lineman. So I threw him on the list. He's okay, classified as a he's classified as a linebacker but he played stand up in technically. So like he's a D lineman like it doesn't matter regardless. So I put him on my list. So regardless of that it, we're going to get a little bit of a backlash from that. But you know, I don't care. You don't care so we're moving forward. How are you doing, Candace? Everything's good in Michigan? Everything's real good. Um, I think my husband was just in L.A. out there for some graduations, and it seems like the weather is better here than in Southern California. Yeah, we got the May gray and June gloom, but it's actually it's actually burned off. I got my window open, so this light that I'm using right now isn't even my lights. This is the natural lighting for my window and uh, my, my bedroom. No Himalayan salt light? That's the actual light? That's, that's, the, that's actual natural. That's God's light. Okay, okay. And <laughs> I, am, I am really excited about the list because obviously, I'm a, look, I'm going to keep it real. I got a little bit more sentimental, but a lot of guys on the list I personally know. And then I did a little bit of research. So, you know, I had to outsource. So my stuff is legit today. So come for me in the comments because my stuff is real news, not fake news. Can I ask you, can I ask you who your sources were? Can I ask one you? Of them is, one of them is on, one the, on list. the list. Yeah, one of them's yeah. on the list. One of them's on the list. One of them, uh, yeah, one of them's on the list. And one of them probably has the guy you have listed as a linebacker because he just felt like he was one of the greatest anyway, so. Mm, I don't think so. You don't think so? Mm -mm. Okay, we'll see. I don't think so. But the the guy that I have, he I actually have him ranked pretty high. So that's probably might be the little mix up. But um, <laughs> I will I, I will I will say this before we get started. Let's go to let's go to the Twitter poll and let's see what the fans thought. Who is the all-time greatest D lineman at USC? Let me pull it up here. The results are in. Wow. Okay. So we had William McGinnis on the list, Leonard Williams, Sean Cody, Cedric Ellis. <sighs> we so wait, do you, should we say this before we say our list? This is the fans. This is what the fans okay, thought. Fan. Okay. This is what the fans thought. So with that being said, let me I'll, yeah, so not very many votes. We need more participation from you guys. You guys did better in fast weeks. I'm gonna so, post it. On, I'm gonna post it on my Instagram story right now. All right, so let's let's see if we could get a live one. So it's Lou McGinnis, Leonard Williams. Did you you got the tweet right? I didn't. All right, send uh, it to I'll, me right now. I'll send it to you right now. Lou McGinnis, Leonard Williams, 
Sean Cody, Cedric Ellis. Sean Cody and Cedric got zero percent votes. That's weird. That's just because the percentage of people that should be knowing to look didn't look. Yeah. So Leonard Williams won with 67. William McGinnis got 33 percent. So I'm going to send it to you right now. Okay. Uh, so you could put it on your live. We'll do that right now. All right. Oh, shit. That's Lindell. Yeah. You got to fill that I, I didn't mean it because. Hold on. Hold on. I have to take my background off. Okay. So I was at uh, track practice setting up some hurdles and being loud and obnoxious, my usual self. And all I hear is, yo, C-Ray. And I'm like, what? I'm like, Lindell. Long story short, we're in, I would, it'd be equivalent to Culver City, California. And um, yeah, we ran into each other. He was hosting a camp out here. Come to find out the high school that I coach at, I actually coach football as well. Um, They have the number one football recruit in the country. They won the state championship back to back. So um, I think it's time for them to get out there and get some real football down in Southern California or Texas because they need some. Wait, you're you're coaching football? I don't do X's and O's. I'm more like uh, a little combination of speed, agility, injury prevention, all that kind of stuff. So and you're like, the, really, you're like the championship start, mindset. You're like the strength and condition coach. So I no. don't want to take away from people like that are actually, but no, yeah. no, or or what they call them now speed. They have a special name for them now. I call do it. They? Yeah, they do. Lindell's looking skinny too. Bro, I was like, they used to call him Chucky. I'm like, oh, what? Nice out here. When they're looking skinny, he trying to get back to the league. I'm just chilling, C Ray. You know, I'm just chilling. I'm like, I know you chilling. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's jump into this thing. I will let you go first. You sent me the. You sent me the link. I'm about to put. It, I'm about to drop it on my um, Instagram right now. Yep. And then, okay. and then we'll come back to it. Also, also, we want to talk about they released the schedule for the Big Ten for USC. No. Yep. So we'll Where talk about I that. We'll, they, we'll talk about that one. Okay. All right. No, you you go first. I went first last week. Yeah, ladies always go first. I'm a gentleman. Chivalry is not dead. <laughs> That's what my husband would say. <laughs> All right. I got, I did a little bit of research on this one because I was solid and felt good. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to have to take a touch from the past. So is it, um, I even took notes today because I was hoping somebody was coming for me. I wanted to be like, my facts is right. I got Toddy Smith. Who? His name, Lawrence Smith. He was one of the wild bunch, transferred from USC, transferred from MSU to USC. Um, he was one of the original wild bunch. Okay. And he was one of the first five black starters at USC. That was really what had it for me. There you go. <laughs> so, um, and what a f- fun fact, which I'm finding the, the dynamic between the Pac-12, which was the Pac-10 and the Big Ten right now, is that this historic we've had between Michigan all these years, 1970, they took down the number three Wolverines and won the Rose Bowl. So we've been doing it from then. So Michigan, come and get some more. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, my number 10 is also from the original Wild Bunch. Okay. He's actually a well-known name, and people did not realize that he was a very good football player. Very good football player. People know him. People know him for driving the Bronco. He drove the Bronco. Yep. 
My number 10 is Al Coolings, defensive and stud football player. People do not understand how good he is. I want to let me look up, see where he's from, because I think he's. Yeah, he he's also from San Francisco. So him and OJ have been friends forever. And so he went to SC also. Okay. This, where did you find that fact at? I just looked it up oh, right yeah. now. Who you did to fact check you? Fact check me. Fact check me. He went to USC. He's from San Francisco. And how? Okay. All right. So enlighten me a little bit about his USC football career because I didn't know he drove the Bronco. That's. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So he he drove the Bronco. Um, that's all we need to know. Okay. He, he also got into acting. He was like all like USC. Like, so he's a Hall of Famer. I don't have stats on him. All I know is that this dude held down the edge and he was a dude. Like, people under, he, I mean, people don't put it like this. People don't understand how good the original Wild Bunch was. But, no. But, like, the original Wild Bunch has a statue outside of Heritage Hall. Yes. And, I've, I, again, there's that experience of being a student athlete that you take for granted. I walk by that statue at least a million and one times running into Heritage Hall to get to tutoring on time. So I've seen it over and over again. But a couple of guys on my list definitely always paid homage to those guys. So I got a little bit of understanding of them. But, yeah, that statue is there. Yep, definitely. So that's my number 10. That's your number 10. We're going to roll to number nine. I'm going to go with my number nine. All right. And my number nine, this dude was a monster. He was a beast. Big guy. San Diego, California. He pretty much couldn't run up the middle on this dude. Wore 99. Always when you wear 99, you're a big 99. Okay. I'm going to go with Big Tim Ryan. Who? Tim Ryan. Exactly. Tim Ryan. Yeah. Okay. That's not it's, my number nine. Enlighten me a little bit. What would you like to know about Tim Ryan? I don't know anything about Tim Ryan. <laughs> so Tim Ryan's from the Bay. Okay. Uh, he's from the Bay, Bay area. He was he was in SC in the nineties. Okay. So they were kind of on the low in the nineties, but. He was a two-time All-American. Um, he won three Rose Bowls and holds the team season record for sacks with 20. So right. also started as a true freshman. Oh, that's a big deal. That's a, yep. always a big deal. Your, mm -hmm. The rest of your career could, could be a bust, but if you start as a freshman in a Division I college program, you use that deal. Yep. All right. So Jarrell Cassie. Mm. Tutsu. Long Beach Poly High School. Long Beach Poly High School looks to be a little bit after, you know, talking to my sources, had a super strong NFL career, five-time Pro Bowl. I know we are supposed to be focusing a little bit more on the USC career, but also when you're a USC Trojan, you're a USC Trojan for life. So what they accomplished in the league, I'll let it bleed over a little bit to why he's on my list as number nine. He's also a jackrabbit for life. When you're a jackrabbit, you're a jackrabbit. Right, for oh, life. did you go to Long Beach Poly? I went to Long Beach Poly. That is okay. Correct. So then you feel me. Yep. And me and his brother played together. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I'm on. I'm on target. Yeah, Tutsu. Okay. Uh, Darrell Casey. So that's your number nine. Actually, Tutsu is my number eight. Oh, he's your number. He's your number eight. Yeah, he's my number eight. Okay, so 
Everyone at home, everyone on the radio, wherever you at, we are on two different time zones. We don't send in texts all the time. So these lists are really what we think they are. They are authentic to us. We see, we don't know about each other's list until we, until we record. We don't tell each other the list or anything. When we do the poll, I just throw out names. I, they're at random. And then, yeah. So, but now I will tell you this. <clears throat> I knew Tut was good in high school when he started at when you started so the goal at poly is to start as a freshman not there's very few who's done that but like once you get off the freshman team you want to be a sophomore and you want to get make varsity if you play jb at poly that's like not very good like you don't want to be i guess i never envisioned them even having a jv team like you don't want to play jv as a sophomore at poly and so like to played as a freshman he played a lot as a freshman like i played behind to because i played linebacker uh in high school like so to it was actually we had a hell of a defense line it was it was to his brother my brother and another dude named alex and they were all all good like Tutu's brother Ray Ray had a scholarship to Oregon. My brother went to Oregon. Alex okay. didn't. Alex didn't have the grades, and then of course Tutu went to USC. So, okay. That, like, I remember when I went, I was like, Tutu, you play like Cedric, like, <laughs> <laughs> like when I like because he was a sophomore when I was a senior. So when I came back, it was junior. I'm like, damn, you play like Cedric. So, my, I'm gonna go with Tutu. Okay. Terrell Casey. That's why I'm mean, great. Jeremy, you know nicknames, so you you um you in there with that. You've been enlightening me all night, so okay. I'm down. Mm -hmm. Number eight for you. My number eight. This came directly from Desmond Reed. um, Tim Rosevich. Okay. He he was one of my fillers. Old school cat. Looks like he did a little bit of acting as well. Um, I just had to throw him on there and pay homage to the old school. I thought it was cool that he had a a bit of a dual career. Couldn't see too much of him, um, but that's what I got. That's not bad. That's not bad? No, this list is harder than you think. There's a lot of good D linemen that went to USC. Yeah, I wasn't trying to be in my feelings about the list either because you know I like to be in my feelings about it, but I just run into the number one USC running back of all time. (laughs) This one now. (laughs) So there's going to be people who don't make the list, and you understand, like, we only had 10 spots. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and there's, like, there's, there was actually a lot of good D linemen that went there. Before we get to number seven, I want to let you guys know it's NBA Finals time. The Nuggets are up 2 1. And if you want to get the bets in for the next game, go to betonline.ag and get your deal from your mobile device, your computer, anywhere you need to get online gaming sports going. This weekend, there's also a big horse race, the Belmont. We got baseball, college World Series, softball World Series is going to finish up today. So if you want to get live betting on that. Get it all in. Once again, that's betonline.ag. On top of that, they're going to match your 50s. They're going to match your first deposit with 50%. All you got to do is put in promo code BELIEVE. That's B L E A V. It's in the ticker. Betonline.ag, where the game starts. Here we go. Number seven. We're at number seven. What you it's got for you. number seven? It's on you. It's on you. It's on you. It's on you. All right. This, this is one of, honestly, probably still a dear friend of mine. Um, my husband and him are, are good friends. They like to have a lot of, most would say strange intellectual. This guy studied uh, philosophy at USC and I wanted to go philosophy. And my I know who it is. I know who it is. I know who it is. Like, yeah, that's not going to get you a real job unless you get a master's degree. And I was like, yeah, so I'm not going to be paying for school after this. And he went the um, ph- ph- 
philosophical route. I went the poli sci route. That guy would be Lawrence Jackson. I knew it. I was going to actually, did he get drafted to the Lions? I remember. He did get drafted to the Lions, a uh, four year starter, started 51 out of 52 games. And, you know, you can look his stats up, you can look his careers up. But when I tell you one of the most genuine, authentic gentlemen you'll meet, um, a class act, he was part of that. Um, I guess second wild munch uh group too. So I got LJ. So LJ was hella smart. LJ had conversations in the locker room that we like <laughs> make you think. Uh, yeah, like all right, like he was legit, like, like, yeah. So for my summer bridge class, I have philosophy. And okay. so I was like, like, you have to understand philosophy. And then he found out that like a group of us had it. Next thing you know, like he's helping us with our philosophy homework. Like, oh, it's not that hard. Like, oh, yeah, that's his jam. Yeah, like he, like LJ is like his mind is on a whole different level. Inglewood High School, too. He's from Inglewood. Like, oh, he is Inglewood High School. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. LJ, that that's a good pick. I play with yeah. LJ. And that's he also good. has, I don't know if he still got it going, but he was doing like an ice cream brand and he used his beard and the silhouette of him. And um He's really trying to make a like a healthy transition into civilian life. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, LJ, that's my guy. It's hard to get into civilian life. Oh, for sure, for sure. And once you are so well known, and once people define you by these stats, as we're talking, um, it's difficult for the general public public to accept you for the new you. Mm-hmm. So. All right, my number seven. <clears throat> this dude was good. He ran a four four. Like, he ran a four four, or they, they might have a clock that's a four five. He what played was that? In his... that was yards or meters. <laughs> it was yards. Okay, but he ran a four four. Explosive dude, really good. Played in Minnesota for a while. Had a successful NFL career. Um, man, he was actually funny. I remember he he was really funny. Like he he was he'll say just off the wall random stuff. He says something. He'll say crazy stuff. He said something crazy. I can't say it on here, but he said something crazy on the plane back from Nebraska. Had the whole plane cracking up all the way from the front to the media. Everybody's cracking up. But my number seven is Everson Griffin. Everson Griffin. Everson Griffin. I might have to make an audible. <laughs> I might have to make an audible. I'm, I'm going to make an audible. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm going to make an audible. Do you, do, you need, do you need a seven? Do you need a seven A? I tell I you, I, I told I you. He can be my, I think he might can slide in my six because Everson Griffin, he was that dog. And just to be honest, and this is in the respectful way, like you got to be a little bit off your rocker to be doing what you're doing. Um, and he definitely embodied, uh, embodied his position uh, of ferocious player for a fact. Seen that in faith. So, Super explosive. Yeah. Super explosive. Like, Strong, yeah. athletic. And when he came in, I remember being like, that's a kid. That's a grown human right there. So um, him and Shiloh, just <laughs> throw that out there. <laughs> Shiloh's big as Shrek. Like, what are you eating you? Um, so, yeah, I'm going to take that. I'm going to take that audible. Can I go? All right. My number six. Speaking of that, that you said that's a kid. I Remind me to tell you my story of Allison and Jenny. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about that. He's referring to the most decorated Olympic woman athlete. And I think uh, she is. Decorated of all time, not just one. Yeah, so it was my freshman year, and Allison was walking across campus because, you know, she went to school there when she was, like, not doing her running stuff. Mm 
And so she was walking across campus reading a book. And like I noticed her. I was like, damn, that's Allison Felix. I was like, okay. Like I remember her like watching TV run track. And like I think she's like three years older than me, maybe four. Slow but, down, we're the same age, so don't get to count years. Oh. I'm just playing. Go ahead. Maybe oh, I didn't know. Maybe, so maybe she's two. But I, all I know is I remember seeing her. So I, I walked. We was by Looker. So I walked by Looker. I, I ran to the student union, came back, and she was reading a book again. I said, "All right, forget it. I'm gonna shoot my shot." I, <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, "Hey, how you doing?" And she looked at me, and she's like, "No, we're not gonna do this." I was like, "Do what?" And she's like, "You are a boy. You are a little boy." I was like, <laughs> she's like, you are a boy. No, I'm like, no, no shot. I was like, damn. So I got shot down by Allison Felix. Oh, hey, hey, that's kind of like being shot down like Beyonce and making it one of her songs. Probably. So like, yeah, that's pretty much like when people hear Beyonce songs on the radio, they're like, oh, Lord, she's talking about me. She's talking about me. And it's like, are you the best thing she never had? So. And then I, I, saw, I saw Jenny in the weight room. Okay. I saw Jenny in the weight room and I knew like. Oh. I was like, all right, cool. And I knew she was a hurdler. Everybody's like, oh, Jenny, like, it's Jenny Powell. So I was like, all right, cool. I just took the approach like, man, what are you doing? It's great, blah, 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 this and that. So, like, this was like a month effort. Like, all right, I'm just going to build up to it. So, <laughs> so eventually I was just like, hey, Jenny, like, we should go eat somewhere. And she was like, what are you going to use your discretion? Like, Oh my goodness. Okay, you gotta record this sound, then I'm gonna send it to her. For those of you that don't know what discretion is, that would be like a, a civilian's using their card to swipe and take Oh man, I was like, so that didn't work. So I got shot down by Jenny Powell and Allison Felix all in my freshman year at USC. Hey, you know what? I'm trying to tell you, you literally are probably a lyric in a Beyonce song. That's what it would leave it at. Hey, but it, it, what if I would have never shot my shot? And she would have said, yeah, I would have been. If you would have never shot your shot, we wouldn't even be able to name drop. <laughs> so Allison probably doesn't even remember me. Like, that was like the only time I ever seen her on campus. Nate probably doesn't. Probably not. Yeah, she would. I was like, hey, Allison. She was like, I don't know you. I don't know. She's, she's, a real, she's a real kind. I mean, she was studying, like, to be a teacher. She wants to be a teacher. Her mother was a teacher. Um, her dad was a preacher. She comes from a solid family. So she might have some manners and remember you. Maybe. Maybe. I'm like, you remember my looker? He told me I was a little boy. <laughs> yes, might. That might be a memorable moment for her because she didn't get too much time on campus talking to regular folks. So. Yeah. So I met you a regular folk at that time. Yeah, it was like, yeah, I, I just couldn't let that pass up pass up those, but oh well. But we are on to number six. Number six. So you did your number six. I did my number six. I made an audible. Um, I'm going with Everson Griffin. He was in my list. And actually, yeah, so I feel real confident about that. I can make some um make some changes, but Everson Griffin. You're allowed to make any changes you want. This is your world, and I'm just living in it. So my number six from San Diego Lincoln High School played on the original Wild Bunch. Um, this dude was little, but he played like a beast. Held the edge down also with Big Al. I'm going to go with my man, Jimmy Gunn. Jimmy Gunn. Jimmy Gunn. Oh. It's tough. I mean, you got you got two wild bunches, and you got really good players. Sorry you, for the sirens. That never happens in Ann Arbor, Michigan. There literally must be a cat stuck in a tree somewhere. <laughs> there's nothing going on. 
They're they're burning down the school because oh we'll talk about it later. I'll tell you oh, why they're burning. Oh down. yeah, I can't I can't wait for that. I, it's really breaking news. Mm-hmm. And I'm a bit embarrassed that I'm on the East Coast, so I should have had it first. But I like when you you kind of throw it, it in for me. It was like a midday drop. It was a midday drop. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So there you go. All right, we're on to number five. Before we go to number five, let's talk about your favorite brand. Not only that, they changed their name. So here we go. AG1 Sports Drink. AG1? AG1. Yep. I'm going to get that branded. Yep, AG1. So I gave AG1 a try because, like I said, I wake up early in the morning and I wanted to eat something good. I didn't want to hit through a drive-thru. And I needed to get to 9 a.m., right? So lunch is normally 11 o'clock for us. We start at 5.30, you know, so we got to eat. I needed to get to 9 a.m. I needed to have energy. So I decided to take AG1. AG1 fills me up, makes me feel good. It also gives me a little bit that energy that I need to get through the day. Um, when you think about it and you're an athlete, you have to take care of your body. We know that firsthand. We live in the training room. It also is what you put in. So you have to be able to put in good stuff. That's what AG1 does. It has 75 high-quality ingredients that what? are nutrition, nutrition and supports focus and strength and clarity. AG1. It's a comprehensive solution and it's what you need from your supplement routine. Then try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. What? Go to, they even changed their website on this. Go to drinkag1.com backslash salute to Troy. Once again, that's drinkag1 backslash salute to Troy. We got to get our girl Candace some AG1. I need some AG1, and that sounds universal. Like, AG1 sounds like I'm doing some outer space, intergalactic stuff. Like, what you want? I'm on that AG1. Have you seen the commercial with Serena? Serena has an AG1 commercial. Does she? Mm-hmm. Well, if Serena's looking for someone to squeeze her water bottle and have, have <laughs> AG1, too, Serena, I got you. There we go. Okay, so. Serena Williams was actually born in Saginaw, Michigan. Really? I didn't know that until I watched the movie and watched the Wikipedia. So, yeah, she's about, that's like an hour north of us. I've been to Saginaw before. What you, why have you been to Saginaw? I'm That's sorry. like telling somebody you've been to Bakersfield. I haven't been to Saginaw. I've been, been to, to I've been to where's Northwood? Where's Northwood University? That's like to the west of that's like Grand Rapids area. Like to what the is west the name of that? I forgot the name of the city, but I've been to that. I've been there before. <laughs> okay. In the winter with bank snow banks. That's the first time I've seen snow banks. It was oh, a foot it was a football thing. Right? Sounds like it might have been a meeting the girl thing, because that sounds like who would go no. out there? <laughs> no, 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 no. It was a it was a it was a it was a football thing. And I was like, wow, like they really do get snow four feet high on the sidewalk. Like that's oh, yeah. crazy. Oh yeah. yeah. So we're on to number five. So number five? number five for me. It's crazy because like you watch these dudes, and these dudes are like a lot of these dudes are like your influence to go to USC. Mm-hmm. And he was on the team that won the national championship. He was also on the team that pretty much catapulted everything forward. Uh, my number five is Mike Patterson. Oh, oh really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, he's on my list a little bit higher, but um, I'm gonna go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can discuss that a little bit later. Um, we call them BKU. Uh, dynamic player, hard worker, 
um, motivator, seen him in the locker room, not in the locker room in that sense, seen him in the training room, seen him in um, off-field spaces. Played with Mike Patterson. Played with Mike Patterson. Um, you guys know him as Konechi Udezi. He, yeah, dynamic player. Um, played on the P. Carroll era. What else I got for you? Three-year starter, which in that era was a big deal. Um, yeah, finished college with 135 tackles. You know, I had to ask my husband, is 130? He's like, uh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, all right, just check it because I don't know. For a beeline, um, yeah, that's a lot. That's and a lot. I think he might hold the school record in sacks. I don't know, 28 sacks. Does that sound accurate? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, so. Maybe. Um, I don't know. Well, ain't nobody, ain't no, well. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's still a lot. It's still a lot. It is, 28 yeah. sacks is a lot. 28 sacks and a three-year starter. So. so put it like this. For him to have – and so, like, <laughs> the people he played with is the reason why he had those sacks, though, because, like, he was an interior defense lineman. And ends normally don't get sacks on early downs. They get okay. sacks on, on, on later downs. So third and long, second and long, that's what ends go, right? Ends normally make the quarterback step up to the big guys, and that's when those guys get the sack. So, like, that's 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 yeah. And Kenichi was a part of the wild bunch, too, right? I, I believe so. And yeah. based off of my research and some insider information, um, an NCAA national defensive player of the year seems like well, I'm not an NCAA fan, they still, you know, <laughs> they get they, they hold it so, um. That's a that's a huge accolade to not notice. So I'm going with BKU, and also uh, a sentimental story. He ended up developing cancer. He was a professional athlete, and um, he overcame that with a transplant from his brother. So not just a regular guy. Uh, definitely a dynamic person on and off the field. We call him BKU. You guys call him Kanechi Udesi. Yep. And this is what you also have to understand because he's my number four. So we're rolling in number four. Okay. <laughs> When we were in the when we were in the weight room, we had records for weights, and it goes by weight class or whatever. Oh, okay. And they have those boards up there, and he was on every single board without a. This man was wow. a super monster, huge human being. Like he looked like he's supposed to, like the man in um Fantastic Four with all the like um rocks all over him. Uh-huh. That's what he looked like. Yeah, so like he's a strength coach now too. So yes, like, he is. And so he just stayed in it, but he he had every single squat, bench press, power clean, whatever, lifting Heritage Hall up 14 times with one hand. Uh, Kenichi Udezi had it. And can I tell you, Kenichi Udezi actually put himself number five on my list. Really? Wow. Okay. That's yeah. pretty – all right. We had some collaboration. I ran into him at the Combine, and um, it's always nice to run into – I ran into him and Kerry Colbert. We shot it. We just talked. I don't even know for how long, but to see people that you grew up with and see you grow up, it's it's just an interesting dynamic. There, there's no real words for it. So, um, yeah, there's me being sentimental. He's number five on my list, and he placed himself there as well. So, me and Ryan did receivers, and Kerry Cobra made my list. Oh yeah, if you see him off the field, he's just looking kind of like a regular cornball type of guy. Keep it real, but on the field, explosive. Highly intelligent receiver. So Kerry Cobra was Steve Smith before Steve Smith. You took the words out of my brain. Yep. Yep. Kerry Cobra was Steve Smith before Steve Smith. So we're on a we're in it's we're in our top three. We're in top our top three? three. Oh no, you haven't done your four. 
My four is Kenichi oh, no. Jay-Z. So we're song. So yeah, you do your four. Go ahead. Okay. My four is Sean Cody. Ooh. Okay. Ooh. Yeah, no. that that's that's low for me. That's low. That's low for me. Yeah, I think our it'll it. Okay. But that that's your list. It's okay. It's okay. I'm not okay. I'm not knocking your list, but I'm just saying for me, just like he was like, yeah, I have Mike Patterson higher. Like, yeah, yeah. Sean Cody, that's low for me. And he's another one part of that wild bunch. And you're right, it's hard. These are like these could be like one A, one B, one C, one C. Like it could really line up like that. So we we could legit sit here for two hours and have a list of 50. <laughs> I would I, I would say I would say and then to be honest like I think anyone yeah don't get me wrong we have some incredible Heisman winners that have won us a national championship but we all know that defense wins championships and these guys are like for the most part a lot of them transitioned to the NFL and was able to have the same type of impact with guys just as big or stronger than them so right right so when we did the running backs we thought the running backs were hard and we're like ah oh, okay but when you really think about it, D lineman was loaded at USC. The history of D lineman is just loaded, and we're going to forget people when people are throwing in the comments. There's not enough spaces. There's Throw only it in spaces. the comments. <laughs> Throw in the comments. And I want a real quick story about Sean Cody. I was just a young, a young god on the campus of USC, walking down past the Lions Center, which isn't even I, don't even. I don't even know if it's still there. And it's still there, uh, but Cody was like, "Hey, see what." Is it still there? Yeah, it's still there. Okay. So he like pulls up his shirt. You see the gun. And he's like at this SC tattoo on his arm. And he's like, see, right. What's that stand for? And I'm like, Sean Cody. He's like, you better believe it. So it was kind of <laughs> cool. Like he got SC. I tatted on him. His initials are SC. Uh, it, it's just it, it, another great guy. Like it was always such a blessing to see these guys in these different environments and see them go out in the field and literally tear it up in the trenches. Sean Cody, another one, um, a stand-up guy, polite, well-mannered, um, but a dynamic football player as well. And he's part of that Pete Carroll at Ogeron group yeah, as well. He, yeah, yep, he is a part of those national, that national championship group. So that was what number for you? That was number four. All right, so my number three. Here, here it comes. Here's the stir, everybody. Your number three. My number three. I, mm-hmm. the people haven't classified as a linebacker, but I don't understand how he's a linebacker. He played on the end of the defense on the end of the line of scrimmage and stood up there. And that's to me, that's a defense end. And he's also a Long Beach Poly guy. So we got two Long Beach Poly guys on the list. Okay. And you put him on your linebacker list, and I said I left him out because of this reason. I think he's a D lineman. He played D okay. lineman in the NFL. This dude was a monster. He's legendary. Big 55, Willie McGinnis, Willie Mack. Willie McGinnis. So that was a bit of an interesting conversation because I thought I've had some of the same feelings you did. Um, BK put him actually number one on his list. And then when I went back to my boy D. Reed, he was like, no, no, he's classified as a linebacker. And then I went back to another nose tackle. I was like, what are your thoughts? So there is some conversation about, you know, what he is, but clearly he's a dog. Right. So I I don't care. He neither here nor there. Like he he was a defensive end. He was a baller. He is the man. He had a great NFL career, excellent USC career. People remember 55 as William McGinnis, like just fast, explosive. Long Beach Poly High School, also Jack Rabbit for Life. Actually, I, I never met William McGinnis until I got to USC and he knew I went to Poly. 
I, I never met William McGinnis at Poly. When I was at SC, I met him. He was like, you went to Poly? Like, yeah, like, he was like, yeah, I know who you are. If you need anything, let me know, blah, blah, blah. The, you know, those talks. But <laughs> uh, he was, like, great dude. Like, and you get, like, the little extra. Just like Herschel. When Herschel, when I met Herschel for the first time, Herschel was like, yeah, like, you know, they just the Poly connection to USC. That pipeline has been there forever. And, yeah, so. Is Long, Long Beach Poly still cranking them out like they used to? Not like they used to. Catholic schools took over out here. Oh, okay. <clears throat> yeah. All right. So that's your number three. That is my number three. That's tough because, like, I thought I could have them on my list, but I was like really over people judging me, acting like I didn't know anything about football. I don't, hey, we're talking D line, and she's putting linebackers on the list. No, if they if they want to talk it, we could get. On, I could get on the board with them. Like, I got paid to coach at the collegiate level, so we could get on the board on anybody who has a comment. Like, we could legit talk football. If you're on the line of scrimmage, you're a defense lineman. I don't care how you want to classify it. William McGinnis is a D lineman. He's number three D lineman. All right. So, my number three is Darrell Russell. Okay. He's a wild bunch uh, one guy. That's okay because he's a defensive tackle. Y'all be forgetting about the real trenches. I did not forget about any defensive tackle. I put Tutsit on there, Kenichi Udezi, and my number two is the inside guy. He was brought to me by Kenechi Odezi. So I figured if oh. he put him up above himself, then he respected him. Yeah, no, definitely. So that's somebody that he probably met him and was like, oh, and then looked into him and was like, yep, I want to be like him or better than him. And Yeah, anybody that's going number two pick in um, the first round of the NFL draft, he's I. Yeah, definitely. All right. So my number two, I think this is going to put waves in the pool too, but I don't care. I play with this dude. This dude made Ryan Khalil better. This dude won – Defense lineman of the year, Pac-12 defensive player, Pac-10 defensive player of the year, all this first-round draft pick, went to New Orleans Saints from Chino, California. This dude was a jokester. Every single place he went, he was a jokester. Straight jokester. You would never guess, like, like you would never guess that's who he is when you see him play. He always celebrated with the big flex when he got a sack. Like, that's the how he was consistently. He got penalized for a one-time. Pete Carroll lost the shit, but it was all good. My number two is going to be Cedric Ellis. Cedric Ellis, your number two? Yes. All right, my number two, I agree wholeheartedly 100% with what you got, but I actually got something special for you for number one. So my number two is Mike Patterson. Okay. I'm not against that. You said I had him at, what, five? Mike was five, and he was like, I got him a little – like, I'm not against that. I – me, me, I think Kenichi is better than Mike. But, really? Yeah, but I mean, at the end of the day, it's like Is he a they, Long Beach guy too? No. I just okay. thought I just Kenichi was just a monster in the middle. Like he like he held the middle down and just to have 135 tackles in the middle as an interior defense lineman over your career is just amazing. Like it is what it is. Like nothing against it. Like like they're not far off. They're top five. But I just think Kanichi's a little bit better than Mike. Okay, but. and I, and maybe when I when having these conversations, yeah, I, I wouldn't disagree. I, I I don't know. It was all very tight. All right, right? I, so I, yeah, yeah. I, I put it like this. I put it like this. You, you you play defense. You play defense up the middle, right? So your your middle has to be your middle has to be really really good, right? So for Kanichi to be one technique and for him to be that good and have a good linebacker, have a good safety, right? Everything starts up the middle. Like that's just why I think Kanichi was better. Like you get a one tech that demands a double team, your defense is pretty much rolling down easy street. Easy street. So, 
Ain't nothing easy about being in that on that line. It's loud in the middle. It's loud in the middle. That's when people try to make DBs and put them in the box, and they say, hey, man, it gets loud in there. Corners don't like playing at that C-gap. <laughs> Corners don't like playing at C-gap. They don't like the big six, seven tackles barreling down on them. All right, so, so we, got, we got on to our number one. We're on to our number one. You could go ahead and give – how great is your – How is your number one shocking? You, you have to be careful. Yeah, this, this is about to be shocking. So you ready for this? Right. I did a little bit of research. Some might say I'm biased. The facts are the facts. But I have invited a unanimous defensive player of the year recipient to announce my number one. You ready go for ahead. it? Go ahead. It, it, it's it's kind of hard, though, because he's a Bruin. But go ahead. Ah, that's all. Here he is, Brian Price. You, a unanimous pick. Um, as a defensive lineman, is that true? Defensive player of the year. Defensive player of the year. He is. You see how he corrected you? Like, hold on, I was the defensive player of the year, <laughs> not just. And I, he saw me. I was on my phone. I was on the internet. I was going through facts to try and find someone else that had been unanimous to make sure that I wasn't being biased. So go ahead and slide on in the comments if I'm incorrect. I didn't know this guy when he was that. I met him after that. So, anyways, who's our number one? Crenshaw High School. Uh, you got Cedric Ellis, right? Yep. Right. That's not bad. That's not bad. That was my number two. I figured, who better than to talk about some somebody in the trenches? What you got about Cedric Ellis? Uh, he's a dog. I mean, other than he went to USC. <laughs> but, I mean, watching him play, he was always um, just holding the line of scrimmage. You know, he reestablished the line of scrimmage. You know, it was real powerful. Um really strong player and he'll never get pushed off the line really did his job holding the lineman off the linebackers you know it's a linebacker's dream when you be lying to that and he was a playmaker uh, no line no shine you know pass rush and pass covers go hand in hand so you know I call myself the front line general and that's what D linemen are you know we set the tone and that's what Cedric Ellis did you know, Mike Patterson, everybody on your list, straight dogs. But the only knock is they went to the USC. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> um, no, and then when I knew, like you said, I mean, first round draft pick, I think he was taken seventh overall. Um, a little bit smaller in stature than your typical nose tackle. And, and so, yeah, but he was strong. But so it, he was strong that day. He was 6'1, yeah, but yeah, yeah. he was, he, yeah. Ordered special dumbbells for him at USC. You know, my strength coach told me that, you know, like how strong he was. And so they, people get caught up on size at every position in football, but I always say, look at Steve Smith, the wide receiver to play for the Panthers. You know, it's, it's that dog in you that makes yeah. up for, you know, Cedric Ellaoui, six feet. But, you know, it's a game of leverage, leverage in the trenches. And so, now, and then he was ex he was also explosive too. That's what people forget explosive. how explosive he was. So he was super strong and a hell of explosive. So like that that right there, you right there, you already have a new line of scrimmage, right? And people don't understand like the reason why Ryan Khalil was so good is because four days out of the week he has to go up against said right. So like now you got an All American center and All American one tech because these two are pretty much battling out four days out of the week for the next three years, right? So they like that that right there just. Just shows you like how good that team was. And on a personal note, he's the only person I've seen that has a bigger wingspan on the back than this guy right here. Not to mention, 
He's got Crenshaw tatted on his back and Cedric's got Chino Hills tatted on his back. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I had him, like, I had him wearing the Vans and the Chino Hills with the Dickies, like all yep. So, so, so since you got, since you, since you got your husband on here, I, I have to tell you this story. This is a personal story. So my, my dad and coach Garrett were like really good friends. Oh, so like, I, yeah. So I, I played Pop Warner at Bowling. Like okay. I lived in LA. Yeah. Like I grew up on 48th and Avalon, did everything at Rancho Park, basketball, baseball, everything there. So when it was time to come to high school, Garrett was like pretty much telling everybody, oh, they're going to Crenshaw. Like the Rose are going to Crenshaw. It's all set in stone. And I was like, uh, all right, I'll just go whatever. My mom wanted me to go to Sarah. I got kicked out of Sarah summer school because it was just, <laughs> it was like, we can only be on one part. I was like, nope, I don't want to do this. And so it was like, well, I just tr- let me try Polly. Garrett was pissed. He pretty much was like, man, they selling out. They belong at Crenshaw. They should have went to Crenshaw. Like, <laughs> I love Coach Garrett. I just talked to him last week. They How's he doing? Like, he's doing great, man. He's, they won the state championship last year, and the team was really small. You know, Crenshaw only has about 500 students now. Yeah. They made other high schools, and people left. And, man, to, to win a championship – with, with the team he had, man, it shows how great of a coach he is. You know, he's, he'll make you laugh, but he gives you what you need. You know, if you know, he'll straighten you out. Man, you either love him or you hate him. You know, I know recruiters couldn't stand him. You'll hear a lot of stories about people that can't stand him, but me personally, I love G, man. <laughs> no, yeah, Garrett was a good dude. Coach Garrett was a really good dude. Yeah. Yep. I, I had to bring on, and if there's anyone that wants to drop in the comments, I did my research, <laughs> unanimously voted. That means other schools voted for him. I mean, all that means schools. all the schools. That means schools that recruited him to come there and he turned them down and they still voted for him. That's what unanimous means. So this is your de- unanimous Pac-10 Defensive Player of the Year. Man, I was about to go to that seat. You know, I was close. You should have went. You should have went. <laughs> I just wanted to get a shovel in my hand and help build a foundation to a team. You know, it's kind of like how a lot of guys are going to Alabama or the team that wins, you know, just so they can get an easy championship or kind of go to the league easier. You know, SC was stacked at every position. It wasn't that I was scared to compete. You know, I remember uh, Ken Norton and Pete Carroll was like, oh, if you don't come here, you scared to compete with the best. And, Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, all right, since y'all the best, I'm going to play against y'all. You know, and, and, you know, doggy, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yep. And so I never beat you guys. We never beat you guys as a team, but, man, I went ham every time I played y'all. You know, CJ Gable, uh, first player of the game, made him fumble, TFL. Y'all, 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 did, y'all did beat us. Y'all beat us. I wasn't there, though. I wasn't oh. there. Okay, I was about to say y'all beat us that year, my freshman year. Yeah, I wasn't there yet. Okay, when I was that game was turned up. Yeah. Uh, so, so just to get you off, I got to tell you my number one. So my <laughs> my number one is Sean Cody. Okay. <laughs> so so like I said so like I said earlier, right? So in order for Mike and your husband could test this, right? So like. Long downs is defense ends, right? Long downs is when defense ends get sacked. Second long, third long, they put the Jets on, right? Other than that, they're pretty much setting the edge and make sure nothing gets outside of them. In order for Mike Patterson and Kenichi to be as good as they were, 
that means they make the quarterback step up. And that's how they were able to get all those sacks, right? And like I coach, I coach defense lines for two years, right? And I always told the interior guys, like, look, get into the sack is all the work. The sack is easy. The quarterback just walks right into your hands. But all the work you got to get to get to the sack, that's where all the work happens. You got to put a move for a move, have a counter with a counter. But you get a defense in that constantly makes a quarterback step up and walk right into you. I mean, half your work is pretty much done. And I think Sean Cody was one of the reasons why uh, they were they were able to be that good, right? Sean Cody and Lawrence, because Lawrence was younger than Sean, but those dudes, like you put you put Lawrence on the weak side, you put Sean on the strong side, but you make that quarterback step up consistently. You got your work is easy. Yeah, our man, we got a D line, a D tackle that's doing that, putting pressure up the middle. And the quarterback and make him bounce, yep. You know, and he'll run right into the the end, you know. So it's a collective a group effort. You know what I'm saying? You just kinda I used to always compete with my teammates, like oh, I bet I get off the ball first, you know what I'm saying? But whoever get the sack, man, I know you want those those stats, you know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, as long as you're out there having fun and everybody eating. I mean, that's all that matters. But yep, just get to the ball, create a party at the ball. Yeah, facts. Ag one. All right, <laughs> um, what, your title. How should I address you, Mister Price, as the unanimous defensive player of the year? Mr. Wait, don't 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 send them away. You do you do you, do you want to talk? Well, we're going to talk SC football here. They released the they released the Big Ten schedule for twenty twenty four. For and let's talk about that because last year. UCLA was supposed to play at the big house. They had to pay to not play. Well, so they thought they started the schedule. So I want to No, but we're going to talk about the 2024 USC schedule. Uh, and so they, they got the big 10. They have a big one on their schedule. They actually have a big one. Um, but I am going to go through it. Is this, the way they, this is real. This is real. I'm going to go through it the way they have it on here. I don't know if this is particular order. So at home, they play Illinois fight on line. That's it is what it is. This is 2024 now. This isn't next. Okay, this yeah, this isn't the subcoming. Uh they play Iowa Hawkeyes. That one, that one will be interesting because Iowa's known for their defense uh-huh. and low scoring games. So that won't be interesting. On the road, they have to go to Maryland. They have to go to Northwestern. Wait, when when they no don't have dates yet, huh? They don't have dates yet. So they go to Maryland, they go, they play Northwestern, right? Now they have to go to Pennsylvania and they play Penn State Nifty Lions. Oh, that's gonna be rough. that's gonna be a big one. That's gonna be a good one. Also, oh, I, I I'm saving this one for last. There's one more home game, but I did not I didn't say it yet. They you play better. they play Wisconsin at home. Okay. They play Purdue in Indiana, and then they play they play UCLA uh in the Rose Bowl, right? Now, I will tell you this. I don't like the fact that – so they have 2025 out, and they play UCLA. I don't know any particular order, so they might just be home in the way the way they did it. Awesome. They also play Michigan at home in 2024. Yeah, I'm excited for both teams to be coming to the Big Ten. I think uh, I think that would be real cool. But I don't know. You think they're going to travel, like, come out a, a day earlier just so they can get acclimated? I mean, that's a long travel. <laughs> You know, as a, a factor, you know, football is football. Yeah, like I'm just picturing them playing Northwestern. <laughs> so Northwestern is in Chicago. It right? is in Chicago. So I, I, I normally, normally, normally the way it happens, right? When you play in a different time zone, you normally the day before, 
and to get acclimated to time. You practice Friday at a high school, do all that stuff, do all the walkthrough, which I think they do. But so my thing is, like, I don't think travel matters. I also don't think weather really matters unless it's legit snowing. If it's cold, that doesn't matter because it gets cold in Oregon, Washington, all that stuff. Like it gets it cold. There. You don't, y'all don't. T- <laughs> it's cold. That's that's why I excel. It's different, you know. But your, your chest is being stung by a billion and one bees. But okay? it makes but, a difference to like game plan. You know, when it's yeah. cold, the footballs get harder. They're already hard, man. You know, I know a lot. A lot of guys that see a little soft. You know what I mean. <laughs> But I think all those things are factors, you know, but of course, mind over matter, you know what I mean? But at the end, they just go out there. And, and I think the dynamic of the recruiting is going to be different, right? So now back in the day to get a pull a guy from Michigan to USC, you didn't have to come to Michigan to get talent, but now you're going to be able to be like, I can mix it. You can get these big corn fed guys that'll come out to the West coast and, and balance yourself. Big fan, so, know. right. So then also, but see, I don't think they need to change their style of football, right? Because Ohio state practically does practically does it too. Like I'm faster than you. I'm better, more athletic than you. I don't think SC necessarily has to change their style of football for the big 10. Like SC owns the Rose bowl. Like, they have the most Rose Bowls in the history of the Rose Bowl. Like, and they've been playing Big Ten schools forever. I beat Michigan. I beat Illinois with Juice Williams. I beat Penn State. Like, there's not – I don't Dang, have to – you out here fired. Like, but, like, but I'm just saying, I don't have to – I don't have to – I don't have to change – we didn't have to change the way we recruited or anything. And we played the top Big Ten school at that time, and we still beat them, right? So I don't think that they have to change the recruiting. But there are things that do – I think do come into factors like travel. How – if you have if you have to go to Maryland and then you have to go to Pennsylvania back to back weeks, that wears on you, right? That's where you start to get tired. Now, if you go to Penn State and it decides to snow and you get three inches of snow, snow's an equalizer. It's harder to run in snow than I mean to run on cold turf. It's I mean, you could adjust to that. But when you have snow on the ground, things start to get a little bit different. That's where I think that it becomes an issue. So like back to back East Coast games become an issue, but Volleyball people do that shit all the time. Like basketball they, all the time. Right. They travel and then they play somebody on the East Coast and then they like they do it all the time. It's not that big a deal as far as that. I think just the the consistent travel back to that that's what I want to see. How do they space out those games? Like, are they gonna send them to Penn State and then send them to Maryland? And all of a sudden SC gets upset by Maryland. Well, it makes sense because they were on the East Coast in the time zone. Do they stay? on the East coast and just have somebody, two people from SAS come over and they do study hall, right? <laughs> they do it for basketball. When they're traveling for basketball, they just have a tutor pretty much for a national championship. Like, are they going to stay over there? Do they treat it like a pro approach? Like we'll just stay on the East coast, find some place. We'll be in a hotel, right? Like money's no longer an issue in college athletics. Like we, we, we can afford it. So like, can we, is that going to happen? So those are the things that matter with the big 10, but on the flip side, them being a Big Ten is way better because now they're allowed to lose a game. And my biggest thing was SC was never allowed to lose a game. If I went to Oregon and I lost a game, I still have a chance of making the college football playoff, right? If I went to any other school in the Pac-12, if I lose a game, I still have a chance to make a college football playoff. And I go to SC, I lose a game. Oh, they're out of it. There's no shot. This is the only time they lost a game and they still had a chance to go. They have a chance to lose a game. Well, they have a chance to lose the game to a contender, and still get a chance to go to the college football playoff, right? They can't lose to Maryland or Iowa and be like, oh, we're gonna make it. But if they go to the if they go to the horseshoe and they lose to Ohio State, 
that's fine. They just have to win out the rest of the season, probably play in the Big Ten Championship and get a chance to go back to the college football playoff. This is better all around, I think, for them and the national notoriety. Like, they're playing on East Coast time now, so people are going to see them on primetime TV. Before until 11 o'clock at night watching what's going on the West Coast. Right. And then the Pac-12 had these dudes playing at like nine o'clock in the morning just so they could play on the East Coast. Now they could they could legit play a noon kickoff on the East Coast and people are watching them because they're on primetime TV and they, they have one of the biggest contracts. They do that. Noon on the East Coast, you gotta remember how it's gonna feel to them. It's gonna be nine o'clock. It's gonna be nine o'clock. Yeah, you're right. And so I know to a lot of people, oh, it don't matter, it don't matter, but that, that that do matter. I mean, like, you just remember getting up and doing morning practice, camping, all that. Like, you feel like yawning, you know, got sleep in your eyes, and, and you got some guys that don't matter because they're real militant. But a lot of guys, they ain't gonna. I, 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 yeah, because I had a, I have a friend who played for, I had a friend who played for the Seahawks, and like his first year there, they played the Falcons in the in the divisional round of the playoffs, and they sent them to Atlanta. Well, not sent them. They had to go to Atlanta because they were the lower seed. They went to Atlanta, and they played Atlanta for the middle day game, which was like 1 o'clock here. It's like a 10 o'clock start for the Seahawks, and that kind of throws you off, especially for a playoff game. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that was kind of off. So that 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 does come into play. So it, it, it those things do matter. Like, And so it goes back to, like, if they do have back-to-back East Coast games, do they stay on the East Coast? Right. Why not do it? Like you let here's my thing, too. You let basketball go to Puerto Rico and all that stuff and have all these tournaments. And then when football does something like that, it becomes a big deal. That's my only problem with it. The best thing to do is for them to stay on the East Coast. They, I mean, they do it in the pros. Right. I mean, if they if they're a West Coast team, they have two back to back East Coast games. They just stay on the East Coast and just practice over there and just and just pretty much stay on that time zone. Let them do it for college football. Missing a week of class in college really isn't going to bother anything. Like we've all probably missed a week of class or so. No, it'll definitely be interesting. Obviously, we made uh, Ann Arbor a piece of our home, and we're about four miles from the stadium. I mean, football is here it is everything, but it will be nice to be rocking a USC sweatshirt in Ann Arbor when they. Well, they well they play they play Michigan at SC. They play them at the Coliseum. Oh, we'll so be Unless and Who's UCLA playing that week? We might have to divide and conquer. Well, we have to wait a year. So this is 2024. And then the following year in 2025, they go to they go to Ohio State, I believe. Yeah, they do. They go so to Ohio State. This might be, but have they decided that are they going to keep our USC-UCLA rivalry? So they'll be in like a north and a south division? Yeah, so like I don't know if they're – the way the schedule looks, I don't know if they're doing divisions. I think they're doing it like my first year at SC where like you you play a team and then they drop them off the schedule and then they you you don't play them for like another two years or so. That's what it looks like to me. I don't know about divisions. So when they first this Michigan, this Michigan, people think USC UCLA is a rivalry. Bro, Michigan, Ohio State, yeah. they will literally like you become a hostage and be gone with duct tape somewhere. Like it's real out here. Can't you? They they cover all the they cover all the O's right the week of the game, at on their campus. I just stay yeah. away from it. But it's I mean it's it's legit. Like people calling each other. Like I heard him call his wife a prostitute. I'm like, bro, she doesn't have to say. What's the deal? So they be out here really coming for it. And then he wears UCLA stuff. You actually go to school there? I'm like, did you actually pay to go to Michigan State? And people, so it'll it'll be interesting for us for sure. 
so yeah yeah so that that's the whole thing like it's it's better for both schools so to answer your question though they were trying to keep the California rivalry. So, like, SC has this thing, like, they have to play Stanford and Cal. And UCLA, I think, has it, too. Right. Like, they have to play Stanford and Cal every year. I think they're I think they're trying to keep it to where they play Stanford and Cal preseason, and then they go into the Big, Big Ten. But the USC-UCLA rivalry is staying. So, I think okay. that's going to be the last game. Like, you can't get rid of that rivalry. Like, I don't care what you say. Like, that's kind of a big deal for us, too. People don't really understand, but, like, like rivalry is a big deal. Why? Is it a big deal? Because my husband reminds me you didn't play football at USC. I was like, okay. it's a big, so a lot of people. We're the only two schools in the nation when it comes to rivalry that tapes our mascots. So you show it to other people. <laughs> you, no, seriously. You, so you show it to other people, and they're like, "Why do they do that?" Like because they will go and mess up the mascot. Like, they're, uh, like it's a big deal. Like people like myself. They we got a big brewing on campus and. People from SC are coming throw paint on it, so they put like this big old um, like box around it, pretty much. I never seen Tommy the Trojan boxed up, but they taped them during rivalry. They put that black tape around them, and those dudes had to sit out front and watch them the whole time. Oh, I have seen that. But yeah. when I first got on campus, for those of you that aren't familiar, they used to have the bear. And they would drag it on their bicycles and yeah. drag their bicycle. And I was like, oh my God, oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't I didn't like that. I didn't I didn't like that for other reasons. Like, but because it was in the news. That's the thing that got me too. So like my first year when I saw it, I stepped on somebody's beer on the bike. And like they had a claim and like, hey, all right, you gotta chill. But yeah, I don't think they do it anymore because of the whole George Floyd thing okay. and thing like that. But yeah, I didn't I, I didn't like that one. That yeah, I had my favorite shirt that we used to remember. I don't know they used to come around Cardinal Gardens and Century and sell fake shirts, and they used yeah. to be like Ucla, and then they would be like make love with a Trojan, make, make love with a Trojan, don't ruin your life, and things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. those are the best. Those are the best. And then they would be like uh, the shirt that. Yep, the shirt that had like USC and the S was the dollar sign, and then said yep. UCLA, and the C was a cent because. Like, <laughs> You know, my favorite one is today, when I'm done with a Trojan, I flush it down the toilet. <laughs> Definitely. Hey, so Candace has been good. We got him out. So we, we covered all positions with Ryan. We did positions. So we're at our final position. So we have two more shows. No, three right. more. Not, not total, but like countdown. Yeah. So next week is quarterbacks. So right. we're at, we're at I the I know what's doing my day. We're at quarterbacks. After that, we'll do after that, we'll do all-time team. So we'll pick 22 guys. You're starting defense, you're starting offense. Okay. And then we just got an idea. We're gonna do the top five games all time USC history. Ooh. So there's some big games. But yeah. this has been this has been fun. I've always enjoyed it. Um, everybody loves it. We're gonna keep it flowing. This has been the Salute to Troy podcast. Live free, fight on. Enjoy oh, that. <laughs> enjoy that weather out there in Michigan. I can't wait to my AG greetings though. What's up? Yeah. Where's the AG one? AG one. I'm gonna be like R two D two. I'm an R AG one, bro. What? Definitely good deal. It was good. It was good. You guys live free. Fight on. We'll see you guys next time.